0: everybody. Welcome to The Ordinary Guide Podcast, where we talk about discipleship and what it means to follow Jesus. I'm your host, Gabby, and we're back for our last episode of the season.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so excited. I'm Hi, here. Gabby. Hey, I'm here with Ruben and Hunter. How are you guys today? Hi guys. I'm
1: exhausted, personal, but <laughs> nothing. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, the ordinary guide. we're as honest as we yeah.
0: can. Yeah. <laughs> Transparent.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. We're all recovering from a cold. It. I was here. wondering why you
0: were napping it. in the corner yeah. for our podcast. <laughs> I was hey
2: man, wake up. We got to do this. <laughs> Uh, we are all sick while well, yeah. getting over it. Yeah, we we're on the mend. I feel like all of our staff got sick and all of our kids got sick. And yeah, for sure. Been good grief.
0: Oh. But
1: here we are. But we're recovery. alive. Good. Yeah. Doing great.
0: That's good. Glad we're here today. Today we're talking about conflict resolution. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big topic. Tough one. Yeah. So we wanted to just briefly touch on too that this isn't necessarily an inventory in the ordinary guide, but mm-hmm. it's something that you know, incorporates so much of the ordinary guide and, you know, Hunter, you were saying a little bit earlier about how there's some freedom and how you use the ordinary guide. Like it's not maybe strict to measure inventories. Do you want to speak to that right yeah, now too? Yeah,
1: hundred percent. If you're just joining us or haven't listened or it's been a while from those first episodes, the, the ordinary guide is not a curriculum. It's mm. not like boxes that you check or right. yeah, something that you just like go through once. It, it is a inventory to take perspective of your whole life and how Jesus and the gospel and the presence of God become the center of your life and then how you can in all of your life live like Jesus to become like Jesus. Mm. And so you can really do that in every aspect. We have a lot of examples in the categories of relationships and rhythms and disciplines and mission. We have a lot of examples in there, but there's other ones too. And there's other language and ways to think about it. And for us, a really big example of that, I think, is this idea of conflict resolution, where when you look at just one quick example is like the life of Peter. I mean, Jesus is discipling him all the time, and how to <laughs> help the labor resolve conflict and disagreements and issues. Sure. And we've used him as a as a big example, but there's really something to be said about how how Jesus does that. And I know it's just a reality that we all face. So. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it totally connects to the Ordinary Guide.
0: Yeah, yeah. thanks for saying that. And of course it relates to a lot of the like relationship inventory that we have in the Ordinary Guide. My um, DNA group just finished going through relationships, our whole church did. And it was oh. super cool. I feel like a lot of us kind of touched through ways we want to resolve things with people. Yeah. So that's a great way to apply what we're talking about. But of course it applies to how you relate with people through mission and how you incorporate them into your disciplines and your rhythms. So all those things, they all relate.
2: Yep, 100%. Very true. I, I think maybe in the next version of the ordinary guide, we'd probably put conflict resolution. I think in some ways we mm-hmm. left it out because the it's so innate to us. It's so innate to so much of our experience. But then I think it's also innate to most other people's experience. So what we're hoping to cover here, if I'm right, is just some practices, best practices around conflict resolution. There's, there's yeah. no like perfect uh, model of conflict resolution is
1: there? I don't think so no no, I don't think so at all I don't think there's just like one hey here's this box or here's these like you say these right words or not because I think it's about Hmm. the heart it's about the relationship it's about the connection and you know If you you can have the formula right but have your heart wrong Mm. and then you end up missing it and Mm. I think that's even what we're probably going to get to today is, is why that's so key.
0: Yeah I totally agree Hunter so I'm excited let's jump in today Okay guys, so I'm curious what did you used to think about conflict resolution before you before we studied in the order guide studied discipleship? What mm. did you used to think about conflict resolution was?
2: I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all wrong. They're the problem. Mm. I mean, truly, Wow, I think it's, it's hard to accept that you might've done things wrong. Um, no doubt. A lot of that is familial. A lot of that's even probably family of origin stuff, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty easy for me to be like, oh yeah, they're wrong. I'm also (laughs) very pragmatic. So it's also very easy to be like, oh, this is black and white. You're clearly like wrong or dramatic or wrong or dramatic. So what (laughs) else do you need here? Um, that was my experience. Gabby, what was your experience? That's awesome.
0: I expected like a test questions like A is wrong, B is dramatic, <laughs> C is like <laughs> wrong right? all of dramatic. the above. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so true. And that's cool. I think for me, you know, I'm definitely more innately of a avoider, a withdrawer. So I think conflict to me was like just don't have it and you're chill. It can be unspoken. I'm definitely like an internally, like how you're saying Reuben, I'm like internally, I'm like, I am clearly the right person on top of the hill, but I'm just gonna stay here and I'm not gonna speak anything. So that's that's typically my thing is if it's Mm. not spoken, then you're chill, there's no conflict.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah, I'm more similar Hunter. to that. And then I'm the opposite. I mean, you know, this is part of the funniness of our dynamic. But I'm the opposite. I'm like I'm always wrong. I'm always the problem. Oh, no. You know, Aww. it's like this shame spiral. Yeah. swimming in the depths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just swimming in the yeah, depths. Like awesome. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Depths. Top like the ocean. Of emotion <laughs> and, and there's well, not just emotion, but but shame. Honestly, I mean, as I think oh, what no. that was before before the gospel and before considering like. Uh, Jesus's perspective of yeah, healthfully resolving conflict and being able to engage and talk through things and mm. move toward genuine unity, reconciled relationships, knowing that my experience matters. Sometimes I there's things I do that are at fault, of course, but other times there's ways that I've been hurt or missed expectations that it's worth and I actually need to share that with someone. And mm. I can't hide behind some sort of veneer that it's all my fault when it's not. And so hmm. that, yeah, don't worry. I have counseling and I'm working through these <laughs> things. But yeah, I mean, The Ordinary Guide has really been transformative in this area for me. Hmm. Yeah, how so? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> Well, I think the the call to seeing relationships I think as primary in in the gospel story. So I think understanding that hey, Jesus cares about my reconciliation not just with God, but also with each other. And that genuine unity, genuine equity means that my heart is like at peace and has love for the people around me, not as bitter or as hurt or as hiding from the people around me, but is actually like close to them. And what that does then is it highlights whenever there's a gap. So whenever that's missing or that's not happening, it actually does like it it's prompting that conversation. It's it's a it's an opportunity to go back to that unity. It's an opportunity to go back to equity or to a deeper relationship with the people around you that's actually based on truth that's based on real understanding that's more vulnerable than it is on just trying to appear like there's no conflict or nothing's wrong but instead being able to actually have like a deep real honest connected relationship that's true in marriage i think this ordinary guy's been huge for us is true in friendship this is true in leadership i mean i've seen it in just a lot of aspects of my life Mm -hmm. show up do you guys relate with that at all Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. As we were joking around with that image, you know, of you swimming in the depths, and I'm on top of the hill, I was thinking about how the um, ordinary guide, the relationships, heart is really informed you know I helped to kind of develop some of that years ago and it was really based from reading a book by Paul David Tripp Instruments in Redeemer's Hands and I feel like that was so formative for me because I think my heart my instinct is to be like literally Jonah on top of the hill looking at people who I think are wrong and have done wrong and I'm like mm. peace out y'all are gonna like bear the punishment because I'm right yeah. like that's truly my heart just really really critical and I think mm. I think what's brought what the ordinary guide and what learning all this has done for me has brought me out of like that defense. Mode And it's all a bit like you have to walk down the hill. And that feels like work and it feels really scary. And I think a lot of times that can be for me, I feel like, well, it's not because it's because they're wrong and I don't trust them. It's not trusting people with my hurt. So I feel like it's moved me to be honest with my hurt and extend like almost a reality of like there's a shared love that we have with each other, that we're created to be connected with each other wow. and that we're called to have healthy relationships with people, even if, you know, you don't think you want to, whatever. So yeah. that's been a big one for me.
2: Yeah. Sure. What about you? A pass. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I think I think as I'm listening to y'all, I'm considering the, I'm considering some of my my core, which is a, a, a desire to not be rejected by people, mm-hmm. and that most of most most of my belief around rejection is because of weakness or because of maybe something about me that's not likable. Mm. And so as I consider conflict, there's a natural inclination that I have to avoid conflict because it's almost a form of rejection for Mm. me. And it's easier for me to reject you before you reject me. So I'm just Mm going to ignore you and not try to resolve conflict or dramatize away your conflict, uh, or, or your, even your feeling or your experience. So Mm. yeah, that's kind of what's coming up for me as I'm processing this. And, and I mean, you know, we've, we've all, the three of us and my wife included, like we've all been in conflict with one another at various stages and working together and just being friends. And, um, uh, I, I think I, yeah, there's, there's this learning even still of trying to be lean towards being vulnerable in conflict resolution mm-hmm. and even just accepting, Hey, yeah, I, I made a big mistake. That, yeah. that was me and, and mm. I messed up. Sure. That's okay. And and then having that like safe re- response to my mistakes has been,
1: has been very freeing and helpful wow. for me. Um, yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it is worth saying that yeah, again, of maybe all the categories that have been worked out over like seven, eight years, this one has been just huge in terms of thinking about maybe how we did this seven years ago compared to like recently, <laughs> you know, a couple months ago and how That's we've crazy. not just with each other, but even with with other people and other relationships that have been going on in our lives. But yeah, I think to 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 learn that Jesus is actually present in these spaces. And and for me, I've I've experienced some of then the greatest relational connection, greatest relational health, greatest even just like freedom from bitterness or fear, anxiety by leaning toward conflict resolution rather than a pattern that I used to have of avoiding. So it's felt very uncomfortable for me to lean toward hard conversations or sharing hurt or risking a conflict resolution type conversation has actually led to some of the best relationships, best moments, not just with you guys, but with, with many others as well. So I, I share this because I know it's an uncomfortable space for all of us. I mean, no, nobody mm-hmm. wants to like it's not a fun thing to talk about conflict resolution. Like nobody's like, "Ooh, I'm excited sure. to, you know, think about that and do that. But it is something that's very real and it's something that we all deal with. And I think Jesus and the ordinary guide offers us an opportunity to see it actually as opportunity to deepen relationship, to actually, um, yeah, grow, grow closer through it. Am I right in saying that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think it, it, you know, builds so much trust. That's what we were talking about earlier. I think, you know, we've had the opportunity to work through conflicts and be on the other side of them and build a lot of trust with each other. And, you know, the four of us for sure. But even, you know, we've lived with a couple roommates have been some of my best friends. So, you know, me working through conflicts with them and just things like that. I think it's built so much that we've grown from so that now I feel like working through conflicts, we're able to really quickly touch on things that maybe in the past felt a lot riskier. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, that's totally. fair. I I think I think if we zoom out beyond us a little bit. For yeah, sure. a lack of conflict resolution is really kind of a a bit of an issue in the local church. Oh, for sure. And and I I think as I, yeah, as as I zoom out, even how many people have left churches because of a lack of conflict resolution Mm -hmm. or how many people have even left their little groups, their study groups or something that they're in because of a lack of conflict resolution or teams that they're serving on a music team or a kid's team because of a lack of conflict resolution. So I think this is very practical. I yeah, mean, we need a lot oh, yeah. of really practical, hands-on things here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I am kind of curious. Like, if you're listening, if somebody's listening to this, how, what do we have to offer them to say this is where we want to lean towards, you know, towards resolution? And maybe even these are some spaces that we can lean in some of that. I know mm-hmm. I kind of took over hosting there, my bad. But mm. but it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, this is a... I'm just over here mm. affirming, saying this is a big problem. Yeah. How do we get better at this? Because I think the church is known for the opposite of this, yeah. sadly. Mm-hmm. So we're not necessarily known for our unity. We're probably more known for our disunity. We're not known for our resolution. We're probably known for just checking out or ejecting. So how do we... I guess I'm wondering how do we – what do we have to offer to to get people there?
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing that I'll offer is is I think a starting expectation as you like enter into community that the goal is not to – never have conflict. The goal isn't to like find a perfect small group or a perfect team or to never have missed expectation or to never experience hurt or to hurt someone's feelings. Like there that's just gonna happen. It's gonna be any, like everywhere. it's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna happen. And I think actually it would help us all to just be more honest about that going into this of like, hey we're going to have our feelings hurt. We're going to hurt each other's feelings. And not just feeling, we're also going to do make some pragmatic mistakes or do some pragmatic sure. things wrong or other people do that and it'll have consequences in our lives. And I think just to know that, that that's like human and being part of a human community can then help us to be able to navigate that by by then dealing with it proactively and with maturity and love for one another rather than taking it maybe so personally or just immediately wanting to eject when those things come up.
2: So if you're the person that's been harmed – what, what do you like, let's say I, you've hurt me. How do I, as the hurt, uh, hurty? I don't know the hurt party. <laughs> how do I, as the hurt party go to you as the, as the offender, as the, yeah, hmm. the, the party that's offended. I get, uh, what, uh, how do I say that? Like the party that's hurt me as the person yeah. who's hurt me. How do I do that? <laughs>
0: Well, I think one thing that's sticking out to me, and I um, am reminded of our inventories, but one is, you know, whether I think you are hurt or the one who is hurt, That's a different way to say the same thing the one who did the hurt. We're all talking about the same thing. But I think it's good to have that recognition that as you're stepping into community, you're stepping into this expectation or aim of relationship where you're taking that initiative and you're having that commitment. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that hurt is something where you're going, hey, there's some hurt that's between us. And it's this real thing now that exists between us. And we can either make the choice to escalate the disconnect or we can de-escalate it. And so I think that's- Break that down more. Like we can choose even if it doesn't feel like that, like for just to stick with me, for example, again, my instinct is I don't want to talk about it. I'm escalating the conflict when I'm not talking about it because I'm escalating mm. the distance in our relationship. Yeah, but I have it. a choice to de-escalate the conflict and lean into that harm and lean into the relationship for a chance for closeness. And what does
2: that look like?
0: Well, one, again, to go back to you're taking that initiative to maybe place it on the table or mm. even if it's the same, this move that I'm even saying right now, recognizing you have your instinct to protect and keep the disconnect, your instinct mm. to keep that separation. But that's what we're saying is that's not the way of jesus it's to lean into relationship yeah so that's a that's a key one right there that i'm yeah. thinking
1: of i mean i think we have to get to talking about it i mean it's going to be different depending on the dynamic of that really if it's a friendship or if it's a marriage or if it's like a, a leader and a volunteer you know i know there's a lot of nuance in this but at the end of the day like you have to take a step toward trying to talk about it like toward sure. trying to mm-hmm. share that 100%. that exists yeah and Maybe sometimes we overcomplicate it or over spiritualize it or uh, make excuses in our minds why we don't need to do that, but we have to get there. We have to like take that step. So, mm. so I guess what I'm wondering in this too is what, what
2: if, what if you haven't taken that step? Cause yep. there's people listening who are like, Hey, this is great, but I haven't taken that step. So Gabby, how do we, what do we do? I mean, it's mm-hmm. been, let's say five years since I talked to somebody or three years since I've looked somebody in the eyes cause I don't like them. Because it did something to me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do we do after that yeah. amount
0: of time? You know, I don't know distinctly why maybe someone listening to this has avoided for that long but as someone as an avoider as someone who can empathize typically we're avoiding because we don't think it's going to go well we don't think they're going to hear our hurt well and we mm. think it's going to escalate it's going to get louder going to get bigger going to get scarier mm. and so there's this phrase that i use a lot it's called slice that thinner so just instead of naming what your hurt was name your current fear name your current relational place hey you can't mm. lean in all the way to your fear yet you can't go like that 45 degree angle come back from that 135 like go to the 90 degrees and be like, hey, I'm scared that you're not. This conversation is not going to go well between us. Like slice mm. it thinner, yeah. and that gives yourself that safety to, to lean in just a little bit more, in hopes that you can go down to zero degrees. Huh. That was an awesome math analogy. That right there, great. that was say <laughs> We yeah. just went
2: back to your calculus day. That was, was that's so awesome. cool. Yeah, no, that was that was that's well said. So now I want to flip to the other side, though, because then you've yeah. got the the perpetrator. We'll say, yeah. <laughs> no, you've got the person that's caused the harm, or yep. maybe done the offense to cause the conflict, what that person gets approached by somebody after <laughs> years. I know, I know it's funny to talk about this because we're like, oh yeah, we've all kind of yep. been here before, <laughs> haven't we? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 but, but truly, like, you've yeah. got somebody that's been there for a for year and they don't really? know. Like, wow. how do they, somebody's listening and they think, I would lose it if somebody came up to me and did
1: that. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what do you? What does that person do, Hunter? Well, you, man, it's so hard because if I'm, if I'm in that seat, my initial instinct is to be defensive because I'm like, wait, why are you bringing this up now? Why did you not talk to me about this a year ago? You know, no. what was it really th- like you're misreading my intentions? You know, you, I immediately want to be like, no, 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 you misunderstood. So mm. I empathize too with that like reaction and that instinct. But I think we, we have to be willing to slow that down and I think have a view of ourselves, have a view of the gospel, have a view of community that says I'm going to hurt people. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have blind spots. Even it may not even be an intent issue. It may be just something that I missed. And it's actually God's kindness to bring up these things to make me more like Jesus. It's actually an opportunity to hear something to actually form me. Yeah. To, to become more like Jesus. So I think to even have a perspective early on of like wanting to hear of wanting to be open to something like this. I mean, I don't know how you get that. How do you get there? It just makes me so mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: That makes me mad. I'm like, no. I don't need that. I can be formed in other ways. I'm I find myself oftentimes as the one who's been the perpetrator. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's it's a yeah, I mean what you're saying totally resonates with me. It is like, wait, okay. Th- well, if I'm honest, I want to be like, okay, that's dramatic.
0: Hmm. And then
2: and then I want to be like, okay, really do you really feel this way? Um and it has been God's just Holy Spirit who has helped me to 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 listen. And I do think what I've what I've learned in this process, um, I mean, I'm coming off of like one nine year con- nine year old conflict, wow. and and then I'm coming off yeah. of uh, you know a, a person that was really close to me and 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 their conflict with me, and then I'm coming mm. off of another conflict of and this has been like just three months of yeah. of formation for me, and as I. As I come off of these things, I mean, I've just had to go so stinking slow mm. and listen really well and be very, not take things personally and see through to the person's experience, mm. kind of what you said, Hunter, yeah. and then and then try to empathize, maybe not with the facts because that's where I get stuck, but maybe with the experience. Mm. And what you said is good, like- I could be leading. out have the best intent, but I still make mistakes and I still hurt people. Yeah. And having you know, trying to be able to say, "Hey, I I understand why that's your experience, and it makes sense to me that 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 hurt you," and that does make me sad because not only did I not intend that, but you were alone in that, and I didn't even know about it. And that does make me that does make me feel very very sad for for us. Um, I I just I I guess I just say that because it's like. There, there's a, Gabby, what you said, There, there's a, a real train of thought here that's almost justifiable to say, well, this just makes me more angry. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be, I just, I just want to be more t- t- ticked off with mm-hmm. you. And like, mm-hmm. I just want to be, I don't even want to be near you. I, I just, yeah. this is, this is, there's almost like a, a breakdown of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I, I know we talked a little well. bit before this about Lencioni's like five dysfunctions of a team, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and the base level there, you can just Google that. It's like a little triangle, but the base level there's trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is broken. It leads to conflict. Um, on the other side of conflict though, there's a lot more to, to be gained, we were saying earlier. So I guess I'm just curious, like, why is this <clears throat> worth it? Because mm. in some ways it could be easy to see conflict as the end of a hmm. relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Gabby.
0: Yeah. I think that's just like, A bomb dropped right there because it's so true, like it is for so many of us and that's what keeps us from engaging in conflict resolution because we think that's the end of it.
2: Kind of, I kind of punted to you because y- you've been in conflict with me, but then also you've like been a, a spectator of conflict yeah. with Hunter and I, and so I'm, I'm just curious. Like, can you be a witness here mm-hmm. that that conflict is not the end of relationships? Yeah, and and tell us what's on the other side of that.
0: Yeah, I've totally, totally seen that. And I love that you're using you two as an example because you're right. It's like going through seasons that, you know, y'all have of getting through conflict and truly being at that place where you're going like, this is it. Like we can't press forward and seeing, you know, just to even see that work out between you two has seen, um, has made me see a lot more joy a lot more fun I think whether you want to or not if you're not addressing conflict it does create an inward focus kind of whirlpool that can kind of suck you out and suck your mm-hmm. kind of attention your your life and I feel like you guys have maybe had moments where it seemed to suck you out and then you come back up and it's like still water and you get to have fun and you get to be yeah. on boats in the water and invite people to swimming parties <laughs> like it gets to be something where like truly I think mm. you're you're playing out mission you're playing out relationships but mm. it becomes something that is is beautiful you know friendship that y'all have yeah. that i think is something that's very community strengthening but also just really personally strengthening even to see you know reuben you'll say a lot that You're like i've changed so much because of my friendship with hunter and likewise hunter it's yeah. like you've shown mm. up a lot right where maybe your instinct like you said oh, yeah. is to like go all the way under the water yeah. whereas you're staying above it so mm, yeah. i've totally seen that transform you guys way for the better but also for god's kingdom
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it just takes me to the gospel of around the goal is repair. The goal isn't um, perfection, you know. I mean, what what's my favorite part of of the gospel story for all of us is that even God's ideal, where He got the most glory, even in our best gain, wasn't that we were perfect, but actually in our in our miss, in our hiding, or in our sin, or in our whatever language you want to use there like the repair was possible, that God saw yeah. us in it and still chose the relationship and chose us. And I think as both Ruben, you and I have learned and abided with Jesus in that space to say, hey, look, what what God has done for me is he's seen me in my fullness, in all of my good and in all of my struggle. Mm. And he's chosen me even mm. with all of this. And now we get to do that with each other. I mean, it is very exposing. I mean, it is, there's been very humbling. There's right. been times where right. it isn't like, oh yeah, it was kind of a miss and I'm sorry you feel that way. It was like, no, 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 like mm. I'm wrong. Like I hurt mm. you. Like I have no nothing to hide behind. Like wow. the just decision would be actually probably for our relationship to have distance between it because sure. I hurt you. I broke trust. Like there was mm. something wrong there. Yeah. But for you to say, I know that and I still choose you. Like I still mm. choose our friendship. Mm. I still choose leading together. I mean mm. that actually strengthens the relationship I think in just a – Uh, a really profound way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And as, thank you for sharing that. I think that's super cool. And was moving me because as someone who's been maybe a bit of a bystander of that, I feel like it's, you know, As leaders, you know, just to name it, y'all work through conflicts maybe more than some other people or in different ways. You know, faith is so personal, obviously. So I think it's I've seen y'all work through that with each other and have that commitment. So y'all have worked through it with so much safety that I've seen it transform how you work through conflict with other people too, Mm, who aren't your best friend.
2: Yeah, sure. I don't know if that fits. Yeah, no, no, that's it's I mean it's a it's a dying to yourself. Yeah. And I think that when you die once to yourself, it's a little bit a little bit easier to die to yourself in other ways. And, right. and it's and it's very totally. humbling. And you just realize, oh yeah, hey, I'm not as I'm not as right as I thought. Or or I'm not as wrong as I thought. Mm. And yeah. yeah. And and oh, uh, I, I, I can be in this space and I can be I can be me and I can be transparent and own my mistakes and ask for forgiveness from them and I, on the other side of Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team, like on the other side of, of conflict is commitment. Yeah. And and there is a reestablishing of commitment. Mm, yeah. There's something to gain from conflict. And that is not only commitment, but he would even argue accountability. Mm-hmm. And and on the other side of accountability well, is results. Yeah. And, and it's like, hey, this is, I think what he sets up is, and this is predominantly for organizational leadership, but but we're saying, I'm saying, hey, I think this is actually pretty real for most of our relationships that we get to do this over And over and over and over again for the rest of our lives. And each time it gets a little bit easier. And each time you die a little bit more. And each time you put on a little bit more Christ. And each time I think you, there's a witness about you that is you're, you're, you're workable. Like you are, you're, I can work with you, (laughs) you know, like, like it's not, you're dogmatic. Or you're a jerk, or you're unapproachable. It's like no, this is a person that that is peaceful, yes. and a person that yes, I can disagree safely with, and also will listen to my experience. Because again, the usually it's it it. it I found it is about people's experience so much more than than the results or than the intention. Yeah. And if you can create safe space for people's experience, even. The most dramatic ones. Okay. Now, I don't I don't deal with the most dramatic ones, but I'm just yeah. imagining there's somebody out there who's like, no, 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 you don't know this person. It's like, no, 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 I don't, but I do. Like even the most dramatic ones, I think you can become a safe person. And I think you can actually, if if you're willing to engage in that, mm-hmm. really understand where they're coming from and, and attempt to be shaped and formed by where they're coming from too. Wow. Um we, we, we're we all a team, like Christians in general are a team. And the, the thing we're to pray for and long for is unity. Yes. And and if it's true, then then the thing that we're going to be attacked, I don't use this language lightly, but like the thing that's most at risk, how about that, yeah. is our disunity. And maybe, mm. a, maybe a good portion of our disunity comes from unresolved conflict resolution because not just of individuals who aren't willing to bring up conflict, but maybe even because of individuals who aren't willing to field conflict mm-hmm. yeah. and listen to experiences and be known as a safe person and experience and thereby multiply that dealing with conflict. I, I don't know. Is that mm-hmm. does that land at all? Absolutely
0: yeah. lands. Yeah. I think I think the irony is well, we can land in that place where we wanna be defensive. We wanna be prideful. And the risk is if we take off that that hat. And we lean into our humility that we're going to lose the relationship, right? The defensive wants to keep so keep us safe, right? I don't want you to think bad things about me, so I'm not going to lean in. But, right, to kind of say like, hey, just like all of you guys have shared, we have this permission for you to have your defensiveness. There's this permission with the inside. Yep, we get it. That's going to come up. It's the hat you put on. It's Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? But there is this choice to take it off and take that risk, to choose humility and die to yourself. And that's the beauty of the gospel, that there's mm. this new life after that. And even the instinct to pursue that yeah. because you get to create this beautiful new thing, this trust with each other, this continuing like you guys have done to create you know, bigger and bigger waves of health that truly does transform people.
1: hundred percent. And I just think of the scripture, Jesus's last words in his last kind of framework of John, you know, at the end when he's praying Mm -hmm. for his disciples and giving them that final encouragement and speaking to them before he, you know, goes and it's Holy week, even as we're recording this, but he says, you know, love one another as I have loved you. And I just, and I just think again of, of Jesus who, who does see us in our fullness, you know, Jesus, who, who does see us with, without any of those defenses or the protect, like he sees the good, he sees the bad, he sees the struggle, he sees the he sees all of it and and he comes close. He comes face to face. He comes and he says, you know, I choose you and I choose the relationship. And I'm not gonna hold anything against you. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna avoid you or I'm not gonna blame you. Like there's just this, there's this leaning in with us. And I I feel like he, we see that with the disciples over and over, but then by his spirit, that's how God continues to, I think, minister to us as individuals. But then that's what we experience and live out with each other. So I do think it's it circles back even for me in And some of my deepest places of prayer have been around conflict resolution, where I just find Mm. myself both desperate for God's help to hear or to be able to listen or to be able to even share with courage that feels like dying to myself, asking God for help, but also even just reminders of, just being with God and being with how, how God sees me in these places too. And I think in that sense, it, it's actually like greatly deepened my faith, my identity, understanding how God has seen me to, to take a step and mm. lean in toward this. So although it's been, yeah, challenging and not the most fun thing to talk about on the other side, some of what you're talking about, Ruben is it's better relationships with friends, but I would say it even, it increases that relational depth with god himself and Mm. i've i've just really experienced that and i think if we're willing to take the risk and go there god actually meets us there again not with that blame or that avoidance or condemnation but we actually see the things we read about in scripture to become true in our own experiences yeah i guess
2: like as you were as you're saying that too what it prompts me to ask is just am i known as a leader or a friend of whom people would say oh you know what he listens, mm. like he listens, you know? So I even think this plays a little bit in, in rhythms yeah. of just, of just like, hey, within the rhythm of listening and telling this, like, does he just listen well? Yeah. And I wonder how many spouses would be like, man, my husband just doesn't listen to me. Hmm. Or my, or my wife just, she just won't hear me, you know? Yeah. Or, or how many friends would just be like, you know what? My mom just won't listen to me. I know if I share this, she'll just be defensive. And I, I guess I guess there's like a there's something in me that wants to say, if they won't listen, they won't listen. Oh well, just move hmm. on. But but I wonder if actually that's the greatest point of need here is even within discipline to just say, God, I need God's spirit to help me push through even when they won't listen. And if even necessary to listen to them, yeah, in hopes that they'll listen to me. Yeah. And, and it it is just maybe conflict resolution then is this, it is this like spiritual dying and resurrecting all over again. Like if we, if we overlay two Corinthians five, not counting their trespasses against them, giving us the ministry of reconciliation. Like if we overlay that here, then what we're saying is this is a,
1: this conflict resolution is a death and a resurrection. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. 100% it's it on the other side too is is a renewed relationship it really is it's it's that renewed place of having been through the, the it's overcoming that fear it's it's going through it and then coming out mm-hmm. on the other side. And I think what we're testifying to or witnessing to is that it's possible. <coughs> and that it, it really is. It really is possible. And um man, it's it's uncomfortable. It's hard. It's 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 not like physical death, but it feels like mm, it feels like it death. it's emotional death. Yeah. yeah, it's relational death. It's yeah. it's personal death. It's there's a it's it's real. Totally. And those things are are we're all wired up to where the same parts of the brain go off when those things mm, come up. So yeah. it's it's intense. But what we're also witnessing to is man Jesus is serious about his promise of resurrection on the other side and of the unity that he prayed for in his disciples is, is possible. And, you know, like, like you guys are saying, it's not like, we're like, Oh, cool. We arrived. We made it. Like, this is something we'll go through for the rest of our lives and we'll continue to deepen in and journey. But, Mm -hmm. but you get those small experiences of, of the the deepening grace and, and the struggle together. So Mm -hmm. I think I just want to encourage people to, to lean in, to take that next step, like to try it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Gabby, guys.
1: Closing thoughts on
2: that. I mean, yeah, we've Hunter and I have both learned so much from you. I mean, our mm-hmm. church has learned so much from you. Know earlier you said I I kind of helped write healthy relationships, <laughs> and I rolled my eyes. I was like, No, you wrote you did. healthy <laughs> relationships, dude. But our dude, I don't know, d- 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 Gabby. <laughs> um, but yeah, closing thoughts like. I don't know, just uh, very, very pastorally. Like, what do we need to hear? Mm -hmm. What do we need to be reminded of Mm -hmm. as we close out?
0: Yeah, I think we're saying it. I love that we're landing on that. It is the hope of the gospel, right? That we're created. It's not good for man to be alone. We're created to need each other. So it makes sense that this is such a landing place for so many of us that we just get stuck at this place that feels like an island of conflict resolution. And so I think as we really lean into the hope of the gospel, right, life through death... You know, I think an encouragement I want to send to people is actually something that Hunter, I think you wrote it for our DNA groups. Um, when we went through something, it might have been forgiveness actually, but you know, I'd love to kind of rephrase and pluck that and rephrase a little bit for what we're talking about. But a reflection question would be, How has conflict resolution changed your life? Like, how have you experienced that life through death? kind of maybe dying to yourself or seeing someone else die to themselves, and feel that closeness or feel that change and just like reflect on that. What's that been like for you? Mm -hmm. And then likewise, second question invites some reflection of, is there a place that you are stuck? Right? Is there a place that you haven't listened or you haven't shared? You haven't told your story of your hurt? And maybe just I would say, and on those places and invite God's spirit to be in this place with you and consider how the hope of the gospel might speak to where you're at, where you're leaning back or not leaning in enough. (music) Well, thanks, guys, for sharing today. That was an awesome discussion.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys. I mean, genuinely, we got to have that discussion because it's been very real. And I just am personally a huge beneficiary of your guys's commitment to this and embodying this in my life. And it's, yeah, my hope is that then this encourages other people that can take a step too and can grow in it and, mm-hmm. yeah, can, can find God and life and grace and real re- deeper relationship in it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yep. Can't believe this is our last episode of season two. Yes. yes. Wow. Thank you everybody for joining that was us. Fun. It was such a fun season, and I know we're both we're all really excited for season three.
2: Yeah, yeah, we are. We have some fun things planned for season three mm-hmm. that we've literally just come up with. No, yeah. that we've been thinking through, and th- those are number one. We're really excited to look at two disciplines. We're going to be looking at reading scripture, the thing that everybody's begging us to do, and prayer. <laughs> the other <laughs> Thing the two most common, I think, definitions of discipleship. We've yeah, tried to really yeah. broaden it, but these two still matter. Yeah, really excited to talk about those and what those mean. We're also going to be looking, uh, talking to two pastor friends that we have that'll be locals, and then we're going to be talking to two just local disciple missionaries from our membership, hoping mm. that they come on as well. So, we have four interviews. Yeah we'll have two times where we talk about two
1: really big subjects and give our perspectives on them. I think it's going to be a great season. What do you, what do you think, Hunter? Oh, it's going to be a great season. I know sometimes we, I don't know, sometimes we, if there's like a critique to give ourselves, we can be like anti-scripture or anti-prayer. And Mm. we're just not that at all. We're just, we want to see those things in as they were originally intended by God and in the fullness of them. And, yeah, we want those to become life-giving, strong parts of people's discipleship. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to like lean into those conversations, have them very directly, openly, and share, yeah, where where I think actually reading scripture, understanding it for, for what it can be and ought to be, and same with prayer, can be really transformative. So I'm excited to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah.
0: Amen. How Me about too. you, Gabby? I'm excited. I love having Mm. our interviews. It was my favorite thing of season Mm. two. So I'm really looking forward to more interviews. I think, you know, it's super cool to hear from pastors and likewise just church members. Just feel that solidarity of these different people and different life stages and roles and just how they're they're following Jesus and living their discipleship.
2: Super cool. It's been a great season. Love doing this with you guys. We sure hope it's benefited a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Gabby, take us away for the last time. Season two. Take us
0: away. Yeah, I second that. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we hope listening today has given you the permission to go at your own pace and follow Jesus. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss season three when it comes out in May. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Ordinary Underscore Guide, and you can find the guide and the other resources that we have on our website. www.theordinaryguide.com Thank you so much and we'll see you in May.